<clears throat> Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just near the English Channel. And as you all know, because so, I've said it a million times, Hive translated into Anglo-Saxon is Haven. So the world may be disintegrating before our eyes, but just as the spiritual world is manifest all the time, the soul is manifest all the time, so the spiritual atmosphere, we're trying to maintain it all the time by reading Srila Prabhupada's books out loud into the ether and into the internet. Something's got to purify the internet. Hare Krishna. Welcome to everyone. Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram from Sri Krishna Lila Stava by Srila Sanatan Goswami explains and glorifies the Srimad Bhagavatam for what it actually is. It goes like this Sarva Sastrabdipi Yusha. Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja, Sarva Lokaika Drikprada. O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho. Kali Dvandoditaditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of this, all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvadasavasevyaya Shri Krishnaya, the most I bow down to you, who were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Shri Krishna Himself. Madekabando Matsangin, Madguro Man Mahadana, Manisdadagamad Bhagya, Mad Ananda, the my only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin atini chochata kada hanamun chagadachin mam prem narit kantayokspura O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya.
Okay, we've reached the 11th chapter of the first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. That's 1 1 1 1 1. We have our guest Sham Kishore here along with our regular crew um, Abhaya Das Brahmachari and Rasika Shiramani Das Vanachari or whatever he is. Avaduta. <clears throat> and I'm going to read the last two sentences we read yesterday because it's really good. <clears throat> Every one of us wants to remove the miseries of life, but we do not know how to do it. The solution is given here, and it rests on us to assimilate it or not. Text 11. Krishna is entering into Dwaraka, returning from the battle of Kurukshetra. As Bhogavati, the capital of Nagaloka, is protected by the Nagas, so was Dwarka, protected by the descendants of Rishne, the Bhojas, Madhus, Dasharhas, Arhas, Kukuras, Andakas, and so on, who were as strong as Lord Krishna. Purport The Nagaloka planet is situated below the earth planet, and it is understood that the sun rays are hampered there. The darkness of the planet, however, is removed by the flashes of the jewels set on the heads of the Nagas, celestial serpents. And it is said there that the, and it is said that there are beautiful gardens, rivulets, and so on, for the enjoyment of the Nagas. It is understood here also that the place is well protected by the inhabitants. So also the city of Dwaraka was well protected by the descendants of Rishni, who were as powerful as the Lord, insofar as he manifested his strength upon this earth. Text 12. The city of Dwarkapuri. The city of Dwarakapuri was filled with the opulences of all seasons. Everywhere there were hermitages, orchards, flower gardens, parks, and reservoirs of water, breeding lotus flowers. Purport Perfection of human civilization is made possible by utilizing the gifts of nature in their own way. As we find herewith in the description of its opulence, Dwarka was surrounded by flower garlands and fruit orchards, along with reservoirs of water where lotuses grew. There is no mention of mills and factories supported by slaughterhouses, which are the necessary paraphernalia of the modern metropolis. The propensity to utilize nature's own gifts is still there, even in the heart of modern civilized man. The leaders of modern civilization select their own residential quarters in a place where there are such naturally beautiful gardens and reservoirs of water, but they leave the common men to reside in congested areas 
without parks and gardens. Herein, of course, we find a different description of the city of Dwarka. It is understood that the whole Dhamma, or residential quarter, was surrounded by such gardens and parks with reservoirs of water where lotuses grew. It is understood that all the people depended on nature's gifts of fruits and flowers without industrial enterprises promoting filthy huts and slums for residential quarters. Advancement of civilization is estimated not in the growth of mills and factories to deteriorate the finer instincts of the human being, but on developing the potent spiritual instincts of human beings and giving them a chance to go back to Godhead. Development of factories and mills is called Ugra Karma or pungent activities and such activities deteriorate the finer sentiments of the human being and turn society into a dungeon of demons. Prabhupada, so poetic. We find herein the mention of pious trees which produce seasonal flowers and fruits. The impious trees are useless jungles only and they can be used and they can only be used to supply fuels. In the modern civilization such impious trees are planted on the sides of roads. Human energy should be properly utilized in developing the fine, finer senses for spiritual understanding in which lies the solution of life. Fruits, flowers, beautiful gardens, parks and reservoirs of water with ducks and swans playing in the midst of lotus flowers and cows giving sufficient milk and butter are essential for developing the finer tissues of the human body. As against this, the dungeons of mines, factories and workshops develop demoniac propensities in the working class. The vested interests flourish at the cost of the working class and consequently there are severe clashes between them in so many ways. The description of Dwarakadam is the ideal of human civilization. Text 13 the city gateway, the household doors and festooned arches along the roads were all nicely decorated with festive signs like plantain trees and mango leaves, all to welcome the Lord. Flags, garlands and signs painted with slogans all painted with slogans, all combined to shade the sunshine. Purport. Signs of decoration in special festivals were also collected from the gifts of nature, such as the plantain trees, the mango trees, fruits and flowers. Mango trees, coconut palms and plantain trees are still accepted as auspicious signs. The flags mentioned above were all painted with the picture of, other, of either Garuda or Hanuman the two great servitors of the Lord. By devotees, such, by devotees, such paintings and decorations are still adored. And thus the servitor 
of the Master is paid more respects for the satisfaction of the Lord. Text 14 The highways, subways, lanes, markets, and public meeting places were all thoroughly cleansed and then moistened with scented water. And to, be, and to welcome the Lord, fruits, flowers, and unbroken seeds were strewn everywhere. Purport Scented waters, prepared by distilling flowers like rose and cura, were requisitioned to wet the roads, streets, and lanes of Dwarakadama. Such places, along with the marketplace and public meeting places, were thoroughly cleansed. From the above description, it appears that the city of Dwarakadam was considerably big, containing many highways, streets, and public meeting places with parks, gardens, and reservoirs of water, all very nicely decorated with flowers and fruits. And to welcome the Lord, such flowers and fruits, and to welcome the Lord, such flowers and fruits with unbroken seeds of grain were also strewn over the public places. Unbroken seeds of grain or fruits in the seedling stage were considered auspicious, and they, and, and, they, and they are still so used by the Hindus in general on festival days. Text 15 In each and every door of the residential houses, auspicious things like yogurt, unbroken fruits, sugar cane, and full water pots with articles for worship, along with incense and candles, were all displayed. Purport The process of reception, according to Vedic rites, is not at all dry. The reception was made not simply by decorating the roads and streets above mentioned, but by worshipping the Lord with requisite ingredients like incense, lamps, and flowers, along with sweets, fruits, and other palatable eatables, according to one's capacity. All were offered to the Lord, and the remnants of the foodstuff were distributed amongst the gathering citizens. So, so it was not like a dry reception of these modern days. Each and every house was ready to receive the Lord in a similar way, and thus each and every house on the roads and streets distributed such remnants of food to the citizens, and therefore the, the festival was successful. Without distribution of food, no function is complete, and that is the way of Vedic culture. Texts 17, 16 and 17 On hearing that the most dear Krishna was approaching Dwarakadam, magnanimous Vasudev, Akrura, Ugrasena, Balaram, the superhumanly powerful, Prajumna, Charodeshna, and Samba, the son of Jamavati, all extremely happy, abandoned resting, sitting, and dining. Purport Vasudeva, son of King Shurasena, husband of Devaki, and father of Lord Sri Krishna. He is the brother of Kunti and father of Subhadra. 
Subhadra was married with her cousin Arjuna. And this system is still prevalent in some parts of India. Vasudeva was appointed minister of Ugrasena and later on he married eight daughters of Ugrasena's brother, Devaka. Devaki is only one of them. Kangsa was his brother-in-law and Vasudeva accepted voluntary imprisonment by Kangsa on mutual agreement to deliver the eighth son of Devaki. This was foiled by the will of Krishna. As, as maternal uncle of the Pandavas, he took active parts in the purificatory process of the Pandavas. He sent for the priest Kashapa at the Shatashringa Parvata and he executed the functions. When Krishna appeared within the bars of Kansa's prison house, he was transferred by Vasudeva to the house of Nanda Maharaj, the foster father of Krishna at Gokula. Krishna disappeared along with Baladev prior to the disappearance of Vasudeva and Arjuna, Vasudeva's nephew, undertook the charge of the funeral ceremony after Vasudeva's disappearance. Akrura, the commander-in-chief of the Vishni dynasty and a great devotee of Lord Krishna. Akrura attained success in devotional service of, to the Lord by the one single process of offering prayers. He was the husband of Sutani, daughter of Ahuka. He, <coughs> he supported Arjuna when Arjuna took Subhadra forcibly away by the will of Krishna. Both Krishna and Akrura went to see Arjuna after his success, successful kidnapping of Subhadra. Both of them presented dowries to Arjuna after this incident. Akrura was present also when Abhimanyu, the son of Subhadra, was married with Uttara, mother of Maharaj Parikshit. Ahuka, the father-in-law of Akrura, was not on good terms with Akrura, but both of them were devotees of the Lord. Ugrasena, one of the powerful kings of the Vrishni dynasty and cousin of Maharaj Kuntiboja. His other name is Ahuka. His minister was Vasudev and his son was the powerful Kangsa. This Kangsa imprisoned his father and became the king of Mathura. By the grace of Lord Krishna and his brother, Lord Baladev, Kangsa was killed and Ugrasena was reinstalled on the throne. When Shalva attacked the city of Dwarka, Ugrasena fought very valiantly and it repulsed the enemy. Ugrasena inquired from Naradaji about the divinity of Lord Krishna. When the Yadu dynasty was, was to be vanquished, Ugrasena was entrusted with the iron lump produced from the womb of Samba. He ground the iron lump into powder and then mixed it with the seawater on the coast of Dwarka. After this, he ordered complete prohibition within the city of Dwarka and the kingdom. He got salvation after his death. Baladeva He is the divine son of Vasudeva by his wife Rohini. 
He is also known as Rohini Nandana, the beloved son of Rohini. He was also entrusted to Nanda Maharaj along with his mother, Rohini, when Vasudeva embraced imprisonment by mutual agreement with Kangsa. So Nanda Maharaj is also the foster father of Baladev, along with Lord Krishna. Lord Krishna and Lord Baladev were constant companions from, the very, from their very childhood, although they were stepbrothers. Baladev is the plenary manifestation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and therefore he is as good and powerful as Lord Krishna. He belongs to the Vishnu Tattva, the principle of Godhead. He attended the Swayambhara ceremony of Draupadi along with Sri Krishna. When Subhadra was kidnapped by Arjuna by the organized plan of Sri Krishna, Baladev was very angry with Arjuna and wanted to kill him at once. Sri Krishna, for the sake of his dear friend, fell at the feet of Lord Baladev and implored him not to be so angry. Sri Baladev was thus satisfied. Similarly, he was once very angry with the Kauravas and he wanted to throw their whole city into the depths of the Yamuna. But the Kauravas satisfied him by surrendering unto his divine lotus feet. He was actually the seventh son of Devaki prior to the birth of Lord Krishna, but by the will of the Lord he was transferred to the womb of Rohini to escape the wrath of Kangsa. His other name is therefore, is therefore Sankarsana, who was also the plenary portion of Sri Baladev. Because he is as powerful as Lord Krishna and can bestow spiritual power to the devotees, he is therefore called, known as Baladev. In the Vedas also it is enjoined that no one can know the Supreme Lord without being favored by Baladev. Bala means spiritual strength, not physical. But no one can have spiritual realization by physical strength. Physical strength ends with the end of the physical body. But spiritual strength follows the spirit soul to the next transmigration. And therefore, the strength obtained by Baladev is never wasted. The strength is eternal. And thus, Baladev is the original spiritual master of all devotees. Sri Baladev was also a class friend of Lord Sri Krishna as a student of Sandipani Muni. In his childhood, he killed many Asuras along with Sri Krishna. And specifically, he killed the Denakasura at Taliban. During the Kurukshetra battle, he remained neutral and he tried his best not to bring about the fight. He was in favor of Duryodhana, but still he remained neutral. He was present on the spot hmm. when there was a club fight between Duryodhana and Bhimasen. He was present on the spot he was angry at Bhimasen when the, when the latter struck Duryodhana on the thigh. 
or below the belt, and he wanted to retaliate the unfair action. Lord Sri Krishna saved Bhima from his wrath, but he left the palace at once, being disgusted at Bhimasen, and after his departure, Duryodhana fell to the ground to meet his death. The funeral ceremony of Abhimanyu, the son of Arjuna, was performed by him, and he was the maternal uncle, as he was the maternal uncle. It was impossible to be performed by any one of the Pandavas who were all overwhelmed with grief. At the last stage, he departed from this world by producing a great white snake from his mouth, and thus he was carried by Sheshanaga in the shape of a serpent. Prajumna An incarnation of Kamadev, or according to others, an incarnation of Sanat Kumara, born as the son of the Personality of Godhead, Lord Sri Krishna, and Lakshmi Devi, Srimati Rukmini, the principal queen of Dwarka. He was one of those who went to congratulate Arjuna upon his marrying Subhadra. He was one of the great generals who fought with Shalva, and while fighting with him, he became unconscious on the battlefield. His charioteer brought him back to the camp from the battlefield, and for this action he was very sorry and rebuked his charioteer. However, he fought again with Shalva and was victorious. He heard all about the different demigods from Naradaji. He was one of the four plenary expansions of Lord Sri Krishna. He is the third one. He inquired from his father, Sri Krishna, about the glories of the Brahmanas. During the fratricidal war amongst the descendants of Yadu, he died at the hand of Boja, another king of the Brishnis. After his death, he was installed in his original position. Hmm. Charudeshna another son of Lord Sri Krishna and Rukmini Devi. He was also present during the Swayambara ceremony of Draupadi. He was a great warrior like his brothers and father. He fought with Vivinaka, Vivinidaka, Vivinidaka, and, and killed him in the fight. Samba, one of the great heroes of the Yadda dynasty and the son of Lord Sri Krishna by his wife, Jambavati. He learned the military art of throwing arrows from Arjuna and he became a member of parliament during the time of Maharaj Yudhishthira. Hmm. He was present during the Rajasuya Yagya of Maharaj Yudhishthira. When all the Vrishnis were assembled, during the time of Prabhas Yagya, his glorious activities were narrated by Sachiki before Lord Baladev. He was also present along with his father, Lord Sri Krishna, during the Ashwamedha Yagya performed by Yudhishthira. He was presented before some rishis falsely dressed as a pregnant woman by his brothers, and in fun, he asked the rishis what he was going to deliver. 
The rishis replied that he would deliver a lump of iron, which would be the cause of the fratricidal war in the family of Yadu. The next day, in the morning, Samba delivered a large lump of iron, which was entrusted to Ugrasena for necessary action. Actually, later on there was the there was the foretold fratricidal war, and Samba died in that war. So all these sons of Lord Krishna left their respective palaces and leaving aside all other engagements, including lying down, sitting and dining, hastened toward their exalted father. Text 18 They hastened toward the Lord on chariots with brahmanas bearing flowers and other auspicious items. Before them were elephants, emblems of good fortune. Conch shells and bugles were sounded and Vedic hymns were chanted. Thus they offered their respects, which were saturated with affection. Purport the Vedic way of receiving a great personality creates an atmosphere of respect which is saturated with affection and veneration for the person received. The auspicious atmosphere of such a reception depends on the paraphernalia described above, including conch shells, flowers, incense, decorated elephants, and the qualified brahmanas reciting verses from the Vedic literatures. Such a program of reception is full of sincerity on the part of both the receiver and the received. Text 19 At the same time, many hundreds of well-known prostitutes began to proceed on various vehicles. They were all very eager to meet the Lord and their beautiful faces were decorated with dazzling earrings which enhanced the beauty of their foreheads. Purport We may not hate even the prostitutes if they are devotees of the Lord. Even to, even to date, there are many prostitutes in great cities of India who are sincere devotees of the Lord. By tricks of chance, one may be obliged to adopt a profession which is not very adorable in society. But that does not hamper one in executing devotional service to the Lord. Devotional service to the Lord is uncheckable in all circumstances. It is understood herewith that even in those days, about 5,000 years ago, there were prostitutes in, this, in a city like Dwaraka, where Lord Krishna resided. This means that prostitutes are necessary citizens for the proper upkeep of society. The government opens wine shops, but this does not mean that the government encourages the drinking of wine. The idea is that there is a class of men who will drink at any cost, and it has been experienced that prohibition in great cities encouraged illicit smuggling of wine. Similarly, men who are not satisfied at home require such concessions as prostitution. And if there is no prostitute, then such low men will induce others 
into prostitution. It is better that prostitutes be available in the marketplace <laughs> so that the sanctity of society can be maintained. It is better to maintain a class of prostitutes than to encourage prostitutes within society. The real reformation is to enlighten all people to become devotees of the Lord and that will check all kinds of deteriorating factors of life. Sri Bilba Mangal Thakur, a great Acharya of the Vishnu Swami Vaishnava sect, in his householder life was overly attached to a prostitute who happened to be a devotee of the Lord. One night when the Thakur came to Chintamini's house in torrents of rain and thunder, Chintamini was astonished to see how the Thakur could come on such a dreadful night after crossing a foaming river which was full of waves. She said to Thakur Bilva Mangal that his attraction for the flesh and bone of an insignificant woman like her would be properly utilized if it, if it could be diverted to the devotional service of the Lord to achieve attraction for the transcendental beauty of the Lord. It was a momentous hour for the Thakur and he took a turn towards spiritual realization by the words of a prostitute. Later on, the Thakur accepted the prostitute as his spiritual master and in several places of his literary works he has glorified the name Chintamani who showed him the right path. In the Bhagavad Gita 9.32, the Lord says, O son of Prita, even the low-born Chandalas and those who are born in a family of unbelievers and even the prostitutes shall attain the perfection of life if they take shelter of unalloyed devotional service to me. Because in the path of devotional service there are no impediments due to degraded birth in occupation. The path, the path is open for everyone who agrees to follow it. It appears that the prostitutes of Dwarka, who were so eager to meet the Lord, were all his unalloyed devotees, and thus they were all on the path of salvation, according to the above verse of the Bhagavad Gita. Therefore, only the Reformation, therefore, the only reformation that is necessary in society is to make an organized effort to turn the citizens into devotees of the Lord. And thus, all good qualities of the denizens of heaven will overtake them in their own way. On the other hand, those who are non-devotees have no good qualifications whatsoever, however they may be materially advanced. The difference is, that the devotees of the Lord are on the path of liberation, whereas the non-devotees are on the path of further entanglement in material bondage. The criterion of advancement of civilization is whether the people are educated and advanced on the path of salvation. Text 20. Expert dramatists, artists, dancers, singers, 
historians, gene genealogists, and learned speakers all gave their respective contributions, being inspired by the superhuman pastimes of the Lord. Thus they proceeded on and on. Purport. It appears that 5,000 years ago, the society also needed the services of dramatists, artists, dancers, singers, historians, genealogists, public speakers, and so on. Dancers, singers, and dramatic artists mostly hailed from the Shudra community, whereas the learned historians, genealogists, and public speakers hailed from the Brahmana community. All of them belonged to a particular caste, and they became so trained in their respective families. Such dramatists, dancers, singers, historians, genealogists, and public speakers would dwell on the subject of the Lord's superhuman activities in different ages and millenniums, and not on ordinary events. Nor were they in chronological order. All the Puranas are historical facts described only in relation with the Supreme Lord in different ages and times, as well as on different planets also. Therefore, we do not find any chronological order. The modern historians, therefore, cannot catch up the link, and thus they unauthoritatively remark that the Puranas are imaginary stories only. Even 100 years ago in India, all dramatic performances were centered around the, around the superhuman activities of the Supreme Lord. The common people would be verily entertained by the performances of drama and yatra parties played, played wonderfully on the superhuman activities of the Lord. And thus even the illiterate agriculturist would be a participant in the knowledge of Vedic literature despite a considerable lack of academic qualifications. Therefore, expert players in drama, therefore, expert players in drama, dancers, singers, speakers, and so on are required for the spiritual enlightenment of the common man. The geneal genealogist would give account completely of the descendants of a particular family. Even at the present moment, the guides and the pilgrimage sites of India submit a complete account of genealogical tables before a newcomer. This wonderful act sometimes attracts more customers to receive such important information. Hare Krishna, the glories of Dwarka Dham, given in detail. So we're going to stop there. It's 7.50 and we started at 7.10, so that's just the right amount of time. We'll start tomorrow at text 21 and, and request the assembled sages here and out there in cyberspace to please uh, bless us with their reflections of things that they heard and, and have further discussion. Hare Krishna. First is from Rati Manjari. 
Hare Krishna Rati. She says, Jagaru Maharaj. Wow, what an auspicious verse number. 1 11 11. Yeah. And from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. <laughs> Haribo Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled sages. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada and your daily reading service, dear Maharaj. Thank you. May it continue forever, for as long as possible. And from Sudevi Dasi. Haribo Sudevi Dasi. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Glories to your daily readings. Sorry. Glories to your daily Sri the Prabhupada readings and dear assembled devotees. Hare Krishna, thank you. And for your loyal uh, hearing with with faith and attention. Thank you. And from Vijay Krishna Das. Jai Vijay Krishna. If perfection of human life is made possible by utilizing the gifts of nature in their own way, my question is how to use my material bo human body in its own way in order to make it possible for me to become a perfect human being. Please. Well, if we st stop thinking about how to make ourselves perfect human beings and start thinking how to make others uh, Christian conscious, we will become Christian conscious. We will become perfect human beings by that service. It's not that we become perfect human beings by making a flower garland or flower garden, but that those flower gar gardens were all used for the glorification of Krishna. And therefore, the atmosphere became uh, surcharged with affection for Krishna. So perfection of human life means to develop, to awaken our love for Krishna. Our love for Krishna, as stated by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Nitya Siddha Krishna Prema, Sabukabunoi, is in the heart of every living being. It's not something that we take from outside and put into the heart. It's already there in the heart of everyone, every living being. But it now is covered. And depending on the degree of the covering, it comes out in different ways as love for family, love for country, devotion for this place, for this activity, so many things. So that love for Krishna is covered by the material energy and needs to be awakened. Just like when you're asleep at night, you put an alarm clock on. Well, some of us don't use alarm clocks anymore, but usually we need an alarm clock. So that alarm clock awakens us to what we're supposed to be doing at the end of the night, beginning of the morning. So that's what makes it, that's how we can get to be perfect human beings, by hearing this Srimad Bhagavatam and applying the principles into our lives, meaning into our behavior towards others, into our own character, 
And there's no other way to become a perfect human being. We can become human beings, but to become a perfect human being, this is the only way you can become a perfect human being. To awaken your dormant love for Krishna. And by that love for Krishna, you will automatically know how to use all these things in the service of the Lord, not for myself. And the idea, how can I make myself perfect, is against the principles of devotional service. It happens automatically during the process of service to the Lord. Because devotional service, as Krishna says in many places, in the Bhagavad Gita, Bhaktya Mam Namijanati. There's no other way to understand Krishna and meet him face to face other than pure devotional service. Hare Krishna. From Bhakta Rupa. Hey Bhakta Rupa, Hari Bol. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thanks for reading this evening, Maharaj. We just finished reading two hours of Brihad Bhagavatamrita with His Grace Tarakanath Prabhu and Gopal Roy Prabhu. Jai. And now rolling into into tonight's daily reading. It's like a festival of hearing. <laughs> Hare Krishna, thank you. Hare Krishna, thank you. And from Dayanitai. Haribo Dayanitai, Hare Krishna, long time no hear. Dear Sri the Guru Maharaj, please accept my obeisance. Thank you for having us on your devotional readings. With your approval, I'd like to ask about Vishnu Tattva. We learn that Sri Sri Radha and Krishna are one and take on separate personalities and forms for enjoyment of rasa. Sri Balaram, is, Sri Balaram also is practically identical to Sri Krishna. Why then is Sri Radha not considered Vishnu Tattva while Sri Balaram is? Thank you, your servant, Dayanita. Because Srimati Radharani is the expansion of Krishna's pleasure potency. She's the expansion of his internal energy. She's not a personal expansion of Krishna like Baladev. She's the supreme uh, Shakti the supreme internal potency of Krishna. And from her expand all the Shakti forms, all the female forms who uh, serve Krishna in various ways in his uh, expansions and incarnations. That's the difference. She's the supreme female. Krishna is the supreme male. And when it says that they are originally one, it's true, but it's not in terms of time and space. It's in terms of relationship. They're one soul, but they're, but they're uh, how do you say, 
the sun and the sunshine. The sun and the sunshine are one, but still one can talk about the sunshine as distinct from the sun, and there too. So Srimati Radharani and Krishna are like the sun and the sunshine, the energy. But Valadev is Krishna, the energetic, expanded into a form for pastimes, which is exactly the same as Krishna's except for the color of his complexion. In all of the ways, he's exactly the same. And from them, Vasudev Krishna and Sankarshan uh, expand into Mathura and Dwarka. But there's no time and space in the spiritual world and those personalities are eternally present in Dwarka, in, in Mathura and Dwarka. So the Vishnu Tattva expansions are male personalities who are personal expansions of Krishna. And Shimati Radharani is the expansion of his uh, uh, eternal internal energy. Particularly the pleasure potency of Krishna. Ladani Shakti. But that Ladani Shakti is also def defined in Chaitanya Charitamrita as the supreme Sarup Shakti, which is the total uh, energy of Krishna. That's as far I can take it tonight. Hare Krishna. He also, Tarnitai also commented. Also, on the occasion of Chinese New Year, the Year of the Tiger, tomorrow being the first day, we would like to wish your good self and all participants well. Hare Krishna. Chinese New Year. I got, I got, a, a Chinese Chinese New Year's New Year's um, blessing from Jai Sri today, or yesterday. Yes, Year of the Tiger. Let's see what's going to happen in the Year of the Tiger. From Subarao. Subarao, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Jai Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you very much for reading every day Srimad Bhagavatam. Hare Krishna, the pleasure is all mine. And if you want to know what that means, just read it out loud to yourself every day to whoever is around. It makes so much clear and sense when we listen to your reading. Today's highlight is devotional service to the Lord is uncheckable in all circumstances. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And he has a question as well. Mm-hmm. What is the difference between plenary portions and avatars? These, ti these titles have very specific and technical meanings. Uh, the word avatar means 
uh, he who descends. So the, devote, the, 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 the forms of Krishna that appear in the material world are called avatars. But some of those avatars are uh, direct expansions of Krishna. Some are plenary expansions, means they're uh, full expansions, but not necessarily exhibiting all their opulences. Uh, so you don't hear about avatars in Vaikuntha because those forms of Krishna are always there. They don't have to appear, come down or manifest themselves. So the plenary, the portions of the plenary portions are expansions of Krishna expansions of Krishna's plenary portions who exhibit different qualities of Krishna, different degrees of Krishna's potencies and opulences for specific pastimes. Hare Krishna. The comments from Bhakti Rupa? Yes, Bhakti Rupa. It is amazing how by hearing in the association of those who have a genuine taste f for it, it multiplies its potency so tangibly. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Therefore, just keep hearing and reading out loud yourself. And just keep doing that. And 40 years from now, you will get a whole nother experience maybe even before that, but I'm just saying, when you do this for a long time, then the taste becomes fixed and you cannot live without it. And from Rasa Nandini Dasi. Where is that quote? Before, I, who was it? Rasa Nandini? There's a wonderful quote that I read to someone today, actually. Maybe it was yesterday. Anyway, I'll read it again for you all. This is Adi Lila, Jitanya Charitamrita, Chapter 1, Text 49. And guess what verse? It's it's the verse. It's Tesham Satata Yuktanam. Sound familiar? Bhajatam Priti Purvakam. Didami Buddhi Yogam Tam. Yenamam Upayantite. This is Bhagavad Gita. What? But you're reading from Chaitanya Charitamrita. Yes. Because the Bhagavad Gita verses are sprinkled all the way through. So also are Bhagavatam verses. So also are Puranic verses. So also are Upanishadic verses. Rasa Shastra verses. And they're all tied together by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. 
Therefore, it's called the perfect scripture. So, in the purport to this verse, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, there's this statement. Such pure devotees always merged in knowledge of Krishna and absorbed in Krishna consciousness exchange thoughts and realizations as great scientists exchange their views and discuss the results of their research in scientific academies. Such exchanges of thoughts in regard to Krishna give pleasure to the Lord who therefore favors such devotees with all enlightenment. There it is, black and white. Hare Krishna. It's not information contents. It's the act of pleasing the Lord by discussing the pastimes of Krishna. I just heard Prabhupada say it just yesterday in 1977 on his when he decided to start translating again in his disappearance bed, just go on discussing Srimad Bhagavatam daily among the devotees and everything will remain clear. Hare Krishna. Rasanandini Dasa. Who? Rasanandini. Rasanandini. Hare Krishna, Rasanandini Dev. All glories to Srimad Bhagavatam and his hearers. Yes. Anyone who hears and appreciates those who are hearing and chanting, even, they become, they get the same benefit. That's why it's so perfect. Something more just came from Rati Manjar. Haribo Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Thank you for sharing that wonderful purport and for creating this daily atmosphere of joyful hearing. <laughs> well, thanks. That's the biggest compliment I ever had. <laughs> and there's a question from Bhakti Rupa. Adibo Bhaktarupa. He said, Wow, Maharaj, that was amazing. What was the reference for what you quoted? Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adi Lila, Chapter 1, Text 49. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda Bhaktavrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow. Same time, same place, same topics. The ever-expanding nectarian bliss of the pastimes of Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.